Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. Anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Today's discussion is going to be something different because we usually do it in a long form type of discussion. This discussion is fueled by you. Yes, we took your feedback and your questions and some of your thought patterns and we're going to take it in and say, hey, you know what, how will we respond in this situation and give you something to think about from that perspective. So please, if you have any questions, this is Feedback Friday. Please don't hesitate to send them in to feedback at overdose.com and we will keep you anonymous. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome in. Thank you very much. I'm really excited about some of the feedback that we have. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what we have in the bag today and generating some great conversations. So once again, thank you for all of your feedback that you have provided to us as of today. And if there's some feedback that's still out there, hey, don't hesitate. Please send it in to feedback at overdose.com. This feedback at overdose.com. We're going to do our best to make sure that we answer your questions every Friday and we'll do our best to make sure that we keep you anonymous. So if you don't have a nickname, we'll give you a nickname to make sure that we keep you anonymous. Thanks again. Now let's see what we have in the bag. Uh, first question up or piece of feedback up. Good conversation. My lady has a child. So I understand what Joel went through. I also disagree with something he said. You can be a child's best friend and still be the parent. If the child can view you as a friend, especially best friend, they will confide in you more. That friend title unlocks certain information that a father or mother wouldn't get. Pops and I have had conversations that I would normally have with my friends because we have that friendship. That's how we grew up in the black home. Pops used to tell us when we were young, I'm your father. I'm not your friend. That cycle needs to be broken. Mm. So, Joel, I'm assuming that that actually has something to do with uh, one of the the suggestions or actually the, the stories that you shared in uh, Step by Step where your your bonus child told you that, hey, he sees you as his best friend and in that response. Um, now, initially, when I think about that, I, I, I do feel like there's <laughs> there is a point in time where you have to be the father and you also have to be. The friend, I think it's good and agree with the feedback from the standpoint of, you know, like you want your kids to to be able to confide in you. Um, But there also has to be some type of pecking order. There also has to be some type of uh, line that's drawn to where they know that there's a respect factor there. Now, I do agree as you get older um, and as you go through your life journeys, that there's going to be certain times where. You're going to have to share your experiences um, and help them to where they don't feel like they navigate through the world on their own. Alone. But hey, uh, that's just my perspective. I still want to give it to you because I believe this is actually based off of something that, that you suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'll say this. My uncle has this this saying that he uses all the time. He said everything has a graduation. And I think what's important for me with that. Um, but, well, before I say this, let me say this. There's no such thing as one size fits all. So to each his own, for sure. When I'm talking, I'm talking my perspective, my experience, my thought process. Uh, so I, I, hey, however that the, the individual who was, was sharing that, um, that feedback, however they manage their home, 
that's totally within his right. That's that's their right to do that. Uh, this was just my perspective. Um, but the graduation, I think about it in, in a house structure. My mom, and my, when I was growing up, we, we didn't have that type of relationship. There was a respect there. She was mom. As we got older, we became friends. And I think that that's a, a fair way to go about doing it because um, it's, it's easy to blur the lines for a child when they don't really see the difference between friend father, friend mother. Um, it, can, it can get a little distorted at times. But again, to each his own. So I, I wouldn't say that the, the feedback that was shared was wrong, right or wrong or anything like that. I would just say that's great feedback. That's great perspective. Um, that's not my perspective, um, but I, I still respect where they're coming from. Um, but here, the way I do it is as we get older, as you start to get to that point where, where you're graduating, then our relationship will evolve as you evolve and as I evolve. All right. Hey, I dig it, man. Um, so let's go into the next piece of feedback that we received. I really enjoyed step by step because sometimes we did not change our standards because of the environment we were raised in. As a black community, we are looked down upon when we raise our standards, especially if someone in our family dealt with certain issues. It made me think about my son and let him see and know that he can have his own values outside of my poor decisions or lack of maturity. Hey, Joel, I'm going to lean on you one more time because this one is uh, step by step. And I actually think that that was some of the great conversations that we had based off of uh, bonus childs, bonus situations and decisions that were made. And I believe that's actually the one that we uh, the series uh, one and two for step by step. We, we brought in um, Meech as well to, to share her perspective on how, how to grow up. So if we could, I'm going to kick it to you and then. I definitely want to let her chime in. Yeah, so I, I love that feedback because it's true. Um, one of the things that my mom used to say to me all the time was, don't make the same mistakes I did. Don't set yourself back because of poor choices. So, um, and just real quick, my mom, I might've mentioned this, she was a professional singer, but because of some choices she made, she had to then, to deci had to then decide, am I going to be mom full-time or am I going to continue to pursue my dream? sucky situation for somebody to be in because she's naturally gifted, naturally blessed. But her choice was I'm going to raise my kids. Uh, and all she wanted was for us to be able to experience life abundantly, as abundantly as we possibly could. So from the perspective of that person talking, that that is exactly what I believe the mentality should be. I can't, I, I want you to take your own path. I just want to create some guardrails for you so you don't go so far off that you can't get back to that abundant life that you could live. Hey, I love that. I love that. And uh, hey, now that makes so much sense how you come in here and you got that smooth, very white uh, talking voice, man. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Hey, Mitch, I want to pass it over to you to see if you had any additional thoughts uh, on that yeah. as well. So I would say um, where they mentioned making sure that they have their own opportunity to make the their decisions. Also talking to your kids about where you made mistakes. Cause I know a lot of parents, they live their lives and then keep it a secret from their kids pretty much living a double life or say they're not old enough to know that. But I think we should have that open dialogue with kids to let them know where we messed up and try to make them better humans than we were. 
That's what I always tell our kids. Like, uh, I'm not raising you to be this kid. I'm raising you to be a great adult. So if I made a mistake and I'm telling you something, it's because I have that experience. Yeah, I like that. And I also feel like, I mean, even with that, it's kind of tough because as I'm having these conversations and as we, we build out this content for the podcast, I also have to keep one thing in mind. My kids are listening. They're looking at me. They, they watch me every single day. So if I don't put them in a situation where they can learn from my experiences, and I know it's tough because we try to say, okay, maybe you're not at the age where you can understand. When are you going to be at the age to where you understand? Typically, it's going to be because you're thrusted in some of those situations, right? So uh, giving them that level of experience, but also letting them learn as I come through and I share my stories, I feel like that's equally as important. So I love what you're saying there. Thanks for the feedback and please keep them coming. So uh, now to the next one, I'm going to kick it off to you. What does YOD mean? I see YOD and I see your overdose. Can you tell me more around the name? Yeah, so I think that's a great one, right? So when we first kicked this off, I think, uh, and going back to episode one, what we wanted to talk about was this is in the middle of the pandemic when everything kind of like everybody was actually in lockdown. And one of the scariest moments was that it, people were so used to a certain system, used to a certain, uh, I guess, organizational structure, whether it was getting up, getting the kids ready for school, going to work and the lockdown forced a lot of people to sit with themselves, to take stock of their situation or to ignore their situation and go to different types of behaviors. So when we kicked this off, we kicked it off with the idea of, hey, this is your overdose. I have been in situations and actually had great relationships with certain individuals that actually died because of an overdose. Um, and died off of unhealthy situations. And what we realized was a lot of people were dosing on certain things that maybe it wasn't drugs. Maybe it wasn't um, any of, like, I guess you would say the, the, the things that kind of stick out. Give me something that sticks out right now. What you think about alcohol, alcohol right? It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be uh, sex. It could be uh, whatever those things are that are demoralizing. And, they would say, hey, look, my addiction isn't as bad as your addiction, but everybody's dosing something. So what we wanted to do was to take that word and make it something positive. Now, as you look at the artwork that's actually part of the podcast, one thing that I'll call out is there's seven images around the word YLD. If you look at those images a little closer, you're going to see that those are the seven deadly sins. Everybody is dosing something. So we're going to have these types of conversations and then come out and talk about this, actually figure out what is you're overdosing. How can you overcome those things? It even could be health. And let's just say this. I've seen people run their bodies, run their minds down to the ground because they've dosed on it so much. So we want to have those healthy conversations and healthy dialogue. And in doing that, your overdose, let's be honest, it's not a too much of a sexy topic. So we cut it down. And when we cut it down, we took those letters of each of those words, your overdose, and it's Y-O-D pretty much defining what we really wanted to call out. Why would you OD? Why OD on whatever you're doing? If it's love, let's OD on love. Let's see what that, what comes out of that. As long as you love yourself first, right? Is it hate? How is that impacting your lifestyle? How is that impacting your life and your relationships? Is it food? 
right? How is that impacting your health? Is it work? How is that impacting your family? So we just like to ask those tough questions first off to ourselves and then take that back and then use our platform to better our communities. So that's what YLD stands for. That's what your overdose is. And hopefully I answered your questions. Uh, hey, Joel, you've been a part of us so far for uh, season two and it's coming along. Um, I did want to give you an opportunity to add to that based off of some of the conversations we've had on and offline. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the reality is for me, I had to think about it uh, similarly, like what, what habits did I pick up? What did I start doing to fill the time, whether it's um, to, to cover up mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, and to the point where it drove me all the way to select a therapist. Uh, and, and I realized that I was overdosing on thinking. I was thinking things through too far. So the concept of YOD is like, why was I doing that? And going through my therapy, I'm learning a lot of the reasons why I've been doing certain things. I also realized that I was overdosing on things on the opposite side. So we talked about like health, for instance, man, I was working out in so hard, uh, already not the biggest guy. I lost like almost 30 pounds from working out. Uh, and I was eating very little. Uh, I, I was, you know, monitoring my caloric intake, just trying to make sure I was going this way instead of going the old, the other direction as I get older. Uh, so for me, this is a direct connection to my life. And why I love having these conversations is because everything that we talk about, there's some way that I can use it in my everyday life to improve one of those three, mental, physical, uh, spiritual, whatever it is, there's something that I can connect to any one of those three. Uh, and my hope is that the conversations we're having, people understand that one of these ways you could potentially be impacted um, just by kind of listening, tuning in. So uh, I love the fact that that question was asked because that's the first time I've heard you break it down so eloquently, you know, just kind of combining all aspects of the podcast, all aspects of your life, all aspects of your perspective and uh, your things that you've experienced in your life. So I'm just, I'm glad that that came out too. Yeah, absolutely. And I apologize as we come in and we try to deliver this stuff by your questions, if there's something that we ever stated or was not stated that you have any questions about, that's what these, these opportunities for. This is for you to ask questions to us or give statements. And then uh, we'll definitely address it here on this platform. So yeah, that that's me. And I always live first. Like I live from, I look at my vulnerability as a superpower. So if I can use any of my life experiences to, to better someone else's experience, or at least to give you something to measure your experiences by, then, then I'm an open book and I'm willing to do that. Um, and that's what YLD is about. So thanks for that one. Hey, now to, to round us off with a final, uh, I would say question or feedback. I received a, a couple of phone calls over our last session that dropped earlier this week. And it was a uh, boy meets world. So just because I didn't get any feedback, I wanted to bring it up because I felt like it was important to where people had thoughts on uh, some of the stories that we talked about, even though it was called Boy Meets World. We talked about three women, right? We talked about Simone Biles. We talked about Shakari Richardson. We talked about another individual that is a uh, USA track and field athlete. And some of the thoughts around her was she missed the Olympics because 
she did some terrible things. Uh, one was um, uh, forging some documents and, and then on the back end trying to cover it up. But um, also she tried to do that because of an abortion. And um, the, some of the thoughts that I got or calls that I got were just around, hey, it seems like, you know, I guess the, the thought process was we were pushing an initiative to where it seemed like we had jurisdiction over what this woman could do with her bodies. And I feel like this, and let me just say this before we jump into any pieces of feedback, I cannot control what anybody does with their bodies. And I'm not using my platform to say anything like that. I do love the conversation and further the conversation. I feel like in the small bucket of time that we have, as we provide this information to you, certain things may be skipped over. So that's why I'm really excited that we got some feedback or I got some phone calls around that so we can come online and then really clarify what those thoughts were or just dig into the topic a little bit more. So I feel like as much as I want to talk about it, I do want to give it an opportunity to be thought about or at least double tapped into from a female perspective. So Meech, I'm going to kick it to you first and foremost, and then hopefully you can provide some level of uh, thoughts based off of it from a woman's perspective. Okay. Yeah. I would say that she was wrong for forging the documents, but it's her body and everybody's in a different situation. So to say that even though she's training as an athlete, she shouldn't be out there having unprotected sex. We don't know her situation. We don't know what happened. I mean, there's people having protection and protection is not 100%. So that's one thing. And then on another spectrum, we hold, we want to hold her accountable. But then a lot of times, like you guys were talking about the other athletes, the males not being held accountable, they can do whatever they want. And then they can go and show up and play because they could have someone pregnant. And we may not ever know, but it's different when it's a woman because you see it's kind of like the scarlet letter when they made her wear that letter A on her dress or her shirt. It's kind of the same situation, and I kind of look at it like, okay, that's not equality. So that it also goes into what do we really look at as gender equality? Do we want to hold them accountable more because we can see their fault or it's because she was training as an athlete. So that's my thought. I think, you know, like just based off of what you just said, um, that, that, that's a, that's a point. Um, because I didn't really look at the scarlet letter. I looked at it as a story for the most part, but, um, you know, putting that person up and making her wear that letter for that, whatever that case is in that same scarlet letter story, I don't remember anything about the, the guy. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, <laughs> like, looking back at that, uh, from an accountability standpoint, I don't really look at, uh, like, did the guy have to wear anything? Like, what happened to his family? What happened to his relationship? It was like, hey, you know, he's free. You know? Like, hey, that's what a man's supposed to do. But as a woman, you need to be held accountable. And then that letter being the A, may have meant something else, but maybe that letter um, being the AS, we're going to hold you accountable. And now you got to wear it. 
Um, that's a different take on it. Hey, Joel, you Sir. have any thoughts? Yeah, um, I actually I like that that comparison, and I, I I'm trying to remember if I did. If I did, I do apologize for this. I don't want to say she did something horrible um, by having an abortion. That I, I hope that didn't come across for any of the listeners. Um, what I was more thinking about was if there's a specific goal in mind, then there has to be certain things that you you know, like for instance, before a boxer enters into a boxing match, there are specific stipulations of things that he cannot do before he gets into that fight. If he does those things, he goes against the training regiment and there's potential for uh, a loss. <laughs> In worst case scenarios, getting knocked out. Um, but I, I do wanna say this, cause I think one of the, something that could easily be um, translated here is, how in the world are you talking about boy meets world and then somehow you're talking about a lady? So. I want to address it from that perspective. What I'm, I'm a, I think a lot while we're doing our shows and it's so hard for me to not go super far left. So I always got to pull myself back because my wheels are always turning as we're talking. Uh, so as we were talking, um, number one, the metaphor that was used, which was brilliant, was to get that work. The comparison of, comparison of being in the gym, working out, exercising, um, uh, doing your sets, getting the reps in, setting goals, maxing out, having a spotter, all of that is a direct correlation to life. And I loved it. And, you know, I mentioned it, but we have our black champions that we support. Whatever it is, uh, sports, um, music, entertainment, we're going to be behind them 100%. So my mind started turning and the hottest story at the time was Simone Biles pulling out of some of those events. So my, my goal was never to single out Simone Biles. My goal was to get to Paul George. And I expected for it to go kind of the way it did, which was, I'm asked this question about Simone. I'm not going to say what she should have done. I'm not going to say she was wrong or right, because I don't have an opinion either way. If she needs mental help, she needs to get that mental help, and y'all need to get out her way. My point was, I guarantee it's going to be defense for her but I bring up Paul George, I guarantee it's going to be the exact opposite. And that's exactly what happened. And the reason I wanted to bring that up, the connection back to the title is Boy Meets World. As a boy meets the world, these are the things that he comes into contact with. So if he asks the question, well, how is it fair that, you know, we defend here, but we attack Paul George? It's not. But that's what we run into all the time. And I want to tell two quick stories of how this all comes together. When I was in high school, uh, ninth grade, science class, I was always taught never, ever, ever put your hand on a woman, ever, regardless. You need to be bigger than that. Whatever she does, you're bigger, stronger. You need to be able to control yourself. Understood. I'll never do that. Science class, I was sitting next to this girl. Me and her, we were kind of friends. I was actually dating her sister. So it was, you know, that goofy high school, we like brother and sister type thing. So we're sitting in class and, and she's doing this thing. She's got her hand right in front of my face. She's pulling it back about a foot or so. And she's as fast as she can slapping at my face and stopping right before she gets there. Now, at first, you know, I'm kind of laughing like, man, chill out. You know, you're being silly, but she keeps doing it. And I'm like, stop, man, stop playing. Last time she does it, boom, hits me in the face. Instinctively, I gave her a gut check. Now she's standing like right next to me. So it ain't like I hauled off, pulled back and, and decked her and knocked her out or anything like that. Just a quick, and it caught her off guard. 
And she just kind of opened her mouth and looked. Here's where it gets interesting. My science teacher, a white female, saw it happen. And you know what she said? He told you to stop. You kept messing with him. That's your fault. Now, it didn't go anywhere after that, although I was terrified because, again, I didn't think it just happened. I just, I just reacted. But I was terrified because I was like, man, my mom is going to kill me if she finds out. I was thinking about all this. And then I'm like, and this girl, her brothers are plugged. They, they in the streets doing work. If they find out, I'm in trouble. You know, I'm, all these thoughts are going through my mind. And she's cool. We get back to, you know, just regular old after that. But I'm like, imagine that happening in 2021. What would have happened to me? Now, the other story, two situations, just different players. At my school, we had something called WAVE. WAVE is where you had individuals who had disciplinary problems, probably were getting into fights a lot in school, were in juvenile detention centers, and, you know, they kind of got to work their way back. Well, there were these two twin girls. I called them the heroin twins because, again, they were connected. All they people was in the streets doing all the work. And they had this one girl that was the muscle big girl. Now, I knew her. We had a, a, a personal relationship because our families knew each other. I didn't really come into her space. She didn't come into mine because if they found out she went to church, I didn't want to be the one to put that on blast for her. So I, I, I left her alone. She left me alone. As that wave group is passing through going to lunch or coming back from lunch, she's about to get into a fight with another girl. So of course, there's additional security because this is the group of kids who are behaviorally challenged. So she's about to get into a fight and teachers are trying to break it up and get in between. And I almost said her name, sorry. The, the, the muscle swings, misses the girl, hits the teacher. She kind of, you know, scrapes her face just a little bit, but she really hits her on the shoulder. Now, they're talking expulsion, sending her back to the detention center. She's gonna have to stay there, who knows how long. So this girl, this tough girl, the muscle starts crying. And she's talking about how stuff at home and, you know, just kind of going through all of this to be excused. Now, afterwards, we talk and I'm like, man, I can't believe you cried. I, I, I never thought I'd see that. She's like, man, she's like, I knew that they, you know, they used to who I am. If they seen that, it would mess them up. And really, I just didn't want to go back to the detention center. And I'm like, oh, I get it. That's smart. At my friend's school, one, two of my best friends went to school, star football player, uh, running back. Uh, he gets into a fight at school. And we're not talking, we're talking about a guy who in, in on a division one level would probably be more cornerback. So not the biggest, tallest guy, but you know, great athlete, physically fit. Him and the guy get into a fight, a teacher's breaking it up. He swings, he misses and connects with the white teacher on the jaw, knocks him unconscious. As a result, he gets expelled. Uh, the, the teacher did press charges. And so that means football's done. Nobody's going to take him after that. And to be honest, I have no idea what happened to that dude since then. It's like he disappeared off the face of the earth. And I actually need to reach out to my friend to see if they know anything about it. But when I, when I realized that and I thought about those two situations, I was like, dang, that sucks. And it made me think of this quote. The, a man's greatest weakness is the facade of his strength. A woman's greatest strength is the facade of her weakness. And I saw that manifested right in front of me. And it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, Everybody knows how tough this girl, the muscle is. They, they know she's, but to see that side of her, it just, it melted everybody. Took them right down to where it's like, all is forgiven. But because this football player is supposed to be big, strong, tough, 
he's supposed to have this level of control where he doesn't do that because if he does, you know, he could really hurt somebody. I started thinking about my daughter. If I got a phone call that said, hey, some, some boy just punched your daughter in the stomach, what am I going to do? Instinctively, I'm going to go and I'm going to want to fight that kid. If I got to fight daddy, somebody's going to feel that wrath. And then I was like, man, how irresponsible of it, is it of me if I don't teach my daughter not to put her hands on anybody, period? And then what lesson am I teaching her if she does that and I go and I handle this business? And all I want to ever do is be fair on both sides. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And if it's not, it's not on both sides. So my hope is that with a little bit of additional context, people understand my goal was never about Simone or Shakari or the other young lady. I forget her name. Apologies. I wasn't expecting uh, to really have this part of the conversation, but my goal was never to address any of them, their situations or what they go through. But the, the way that the crowd, the, the general public, the court of public opinion, how that differs based on gender. That's what I was pointing out. And as a boy meets the world and he's running into these situations, how does it manifest itself later on down the line? That's where I was going with that. Hey, I love it, man. And and thanks for the stories too. I think some of those stories really, really provide levels of clarity. Um, not only the two stories that you shared, but the two, well, the story that we heard about the Scarlet Letter and just the correlation mm -hmm. to some of those things, I think it really helps paint that picture. So I appreciate it all, man. Um, and, it, you know, it's sad because it, we were having just such a great conversation. Um, but that is the end of our feedback for Feedback Friday for this week's episode of Feedback Friday. So what I suggest you all do based off of some of the feedback you heard is you understand, like, Everything that we say, uh, while it may have a purpose or maybe just a line out of a story or a paragraph, whatever the situation is, we want to give you the full picture. So if you have any questions about anything that we said or something really hit you and resonated with you, please don't hesitate to share it with us. I want to make it a little bit more open. Feedback Friday is great. Uh, feedback at youroverdose.com is a great place to reach out to us. However, if we're that close and you want to send a text message, please do. Phone calls, I'll probably stop answering those because that took up two hours of my time. <laughs> However, if you want to reach out in the DM, I'm okay with that as well. So please send your feedback, your questions, anything you may have for us. Uh, feedback at youroverdose.com or for inquiries, please contact us at info at youroverdose.com. Thanks again for this week's episode of Feedback Friday. And until next time. That concludes Feedback Friday for this week. We appreciate you. Please don't hesitate to keep the conversation going. Send those questions in. That's feedback at youroverdose.com. And please, if you disagree with the feedback, send it in too. Till next time.